0: Okay, so as you lie on the floor in uh, Feldenkrais, as I sort of alluded to here, the floor is um, is an important instrument we use. It's a way we have of knowing ourselves. So the way you rest on the floor is like your own personal individual fingerprint. It's like your thumbprint. It um, it carries a lot of information about how you use yourself and how you carry yourself in day-to-day and all the activities that you do. And no two people are lying on the floor in the same way in this room. For example, something really obvious. I didn't tell you what to do with your arms. I just said lie down. And everybody chose, chose subconsciously, but chose their own individual way to put their arms, whether on top of themselves, stretched out, palm up, palm down. And notice just notice that actually notice that and notice the feeling in your shoulders and your neck. And what's the space behind your neck like and do your shoulders rest on the ground or are they is there quite a bit of space behind them? Can you tell? And just as an experiment for yourself do something different with your arms. So maybe your arms are alongside you so rest your palms on your chest instead, or on your stomach, or maybe your arms are on your stomach, put them on your chest. Maybe your palm up, put them palm down, or vice versa. Change something about your arms, and then just ask yourself, pause for a moment, and say, well, how did that feel? Because probably there was some reason in your own organization and how you're used to using yourselves in the world that it made sense to put your arms down the way you put it down. And if I told you to put your arms down in, quote-unquote, the right way, or something like that, you would have never felt something about yourself, about why is it that you put your arms the way you did. So put your arms back to the way that you put them when you first lay down. And then go back to this variant and just go back and forth a couple times. You compare for yourself. Do you feel some difference? Do you feel there's something different in your shoulders? There's something different in your neck, maybe your back, your chest? Is there some reason why it felt like it made more sense for you to do what you first did compared to what you did later? These things can be incredibly subtle. These deepest habits that dictate those little subconscious choices we make day to day can be incredibly subtle. And right now when I ask you to make these comparisons, you might not feel You might just be wondering, like, what in the world is she talking about? And that's fine. That's part of the learning process with Feldenkrais. At the beginning, um, one thing you really develop over time is a lot of proprioceptive awareness, a lot of ability to sense yourself and how you're using yourself. So this is, right now we're checking in on our shoulders and our arms, but we're also checking in on how much um, clarity we have in our own inner perception. Can we feel in our own organization what's going on in our shoulders or our necks or whatever that have made it make sense for us to put our arms down in a certain way? And the answer might be right now, I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't really feel anything yet. That's okay. You're going to have lots of opportunities now over the next six weeks to develop that feeling. So pulling away from this uh, focus on your arms, now just scan over how all of you rest on the floor. Scan over how your back rests on the floor. Feel the size, the shape, the pattern of your upper back, of your pelvis. Probably there's space behind your lower back. How big is that space? How far does it extend up and down? Your legs rest on the floor in a certain way. Feel with your legs what touches the floor. Do your thighs touch the floor? Do your calves touch the floor? Is there space behind your knees? How much? Is it the back of your heels or the side of your heels that rest on the floor? How far are your feet turned out? <coughs> And then how does your head rest? How comfortably does it rest? How at ease is your neck with your head resting? If you opened your eyes and looked, where do your eyes look? Do they look straight ahead or a little up, a little down? Your eyes have a huge role to play in the overall organization of how you use yourself in movement. So this, we do this at the beginning of the lesson, at the end of the lesson, several times during the lesson. We scan over how we're resting on the floor. We feel these landmarks of how much weight, how much space behind different parts of us. It's a reference point we use through the lessons. And now roll onto your right side and lie on your right side. and once you get over there ask yourself how easy was it to get there go onto your back again and see if you can think now this time when you roll onto your side really pay attention to how you do it how did you roll onto your side how easy was it if you had to do it 50 times over would you still be comfortable the 50th time was there part of that movement of rolling over that was strain or a push? Or how did you use your legs, your arms? Just notice that. And then stay on your side the next time you're on your side. And if you go to roll towards your back, how do you do that? What do you use first? What do you use second? How do you start the movement? Is the movement smooth and continuous, or is there a point where you're falling? You start by rolling and you end by falling onto your back. What do you feel? Go back and forth a few times. So as you go back, you gradually pay more attention to and catch more of the details of how do you roll onto your back. stay on your side. The next time you come on to your right side, stay on your right side. (coughs) So in Feldenkrais, we spend ridiculous amounts of time refining the simplest and most basic concepts of movement, the most basic elements of human action. And uh, so as curious as it sounds, well, we do something different every week. I have to let you know that. And this week, we're going to really refine... Refine what we were just doing and uncover some hidden elements and some ways to make life easier in this very, very, very basic movement, this very basic action, which probably you mastered um, sometime well before the first year of age, before you were one year old. hidden treasures back there. So bend up your knees comfortably at a comfortable height in front of you and place your left palm on the floor in front of you. So your right arm, you do whatever with it. Maybe you tuck it under your head if you need extra support. Maybe it just rests alongside you. But your left hand, stand your left hand on the floor in front of you. And now think, can you just take backwards your low ribs, your lower ribs on the left side, Can you just move your back a little bit backwards, starting from your lower ribs? So your lower ribs move away from your left elbow and start the motion of rolling you backwards. So maybe the first question to ask with an instruction like this is, can you even find those ribs? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know where they are? And you might want to touch yourself there to see that you know where your low ribs extend to in the back on the left. And look for them. Roll backwards from your low ribs. Your lower ribs move away. Your chest moves away. And you stay on your side. You just do the beginning of the movement. Yeah, just do the beginning of that. Roll your left your ribs backwards. Roll backwards from your lower ribs and come back. And notice, if your pelvis already moves immediately or your head already moves immediately, then maybe you're not leading or starting with just those ribs. Can you start with just that place in your chest? Can your chest let the lower part of your chest move backwards and not yet start your pelvis rolling? Your pelvis is going to start rolling soon enough. It will start rolling, but just start slowly And take this place backwards, your lower ribs, your upper low back. Take that place backwards and away from your elbow and then come back forwards. So you're really starting just with that movement of your ribs backwards. You're not moving your shoulder, your pelvis yet much at all. It'll come along. If you look for that place, your low ribs, your low back to take backwards. So you actually start, in order to roll backwards, you... Maybe you're just a little bit engaging your abdominal muscles, somehow shortening in the front and lengthening in the back. Play with that idea. Look for that feeling. I don't mean really tightening or clenching, it's just actually using them for movement. I can assure you Feldenkrais is not about getting a six-pack. Your abs, sad but true. But here, yeah, it's a little functional to lengthen your back and shorten your front as you take your low ribs backwards on the left and then let your abdomen come forwards as you roll forwards back to where you started. just leave that and roll onto your back just let it go roll onto your back stretch out and rest Do you feel anything different about how you're resting on the floor already? Just from doing this one simple idea. Yeah. Yeah? Feel more comfortable? Yeah. You could take a lot of pills or go to a lot of therapists to feel more comfortable. Or you can lie on your side and gently move with one idea for five or ten minutes. Yeah? Does one side of you feel longer than the other? Do you feel different on your left and right sides in the length? So bend your right leg and stand your right foot on the ground. Oh, sorry, I meant left. Bend your left leg, stand your left foot on the ground. And just using your left foot, Roll to your right side. Use your left foot pushing from the ground to roll to your right side and take your left hand across. Roll onto your right side again. Same side. I know this is going to be really astonishing. We're going to do the same side for quite a while. Back to the... Roll to the to right, the right side. side. Yeah, roll to the right side. Put the yeah. Left leg up. yeah, with the left leg to give you a little push to roll to the right. And then let your leg come together and rest on top of the other leg. Just go back and forth a couple of times and do that and see how you can make use of your left leg to roll onto your right side. And kind of quality, ease of the roll. you do that actually notice your head rolling on the floor notice the quality of your head rolling on the floor does it roll just like kind of a watermelon that's been given a little push or does it do you press into the floor do you pull it off the floor do you do different things with your head or do you just let it roll roll to your side and see if you can just pay attention to just letting your head roll and not pushing or doing anything particularly with it Just letting it, you know, it's kind of like its weight wouldn't get any heavier at any point in the roll. It would just roll quietly until you're lying on your side. In Aikido, they say the floor is your teacher, and they mean if you throw yourself at the floor and get yourself enough bruises often enough, you will organize your movement better (laughs) to save your own skin. In Feldenkrais, we also say the floor is your teacher, but we mean it in a slightly gentler process. Okay, stay on your right side the next time you're on your right side. And your left arm, instead of your palm on the floor with your left arm, just have your left arm resting somewhere comfortably in front of your face, in front of your shoulders. And begin now to start to move backwards. So your palm's not standing, your arm's just resting, your arms, your elbows down, your arm's just resting, your left arm is just resting, and... Elbow down, not up. Yeah, just kind of like that. Just more lazy. And begin now to take your left shoulder backwards. So have your knees bent up comfortably. Sorry, just take a look at everyone. And just take your left shoulder backwards and come forwards again. So you start, you're just dealing with the start of the movement, starting to roll your left shoulder backwards towards the floor behind you. And leave your arm on the floor. So, it's just your shoulder going backwards, not your arm. Your arm might follow, but really your shoulder. It's as though if somebody were right behind you and you wanted to take your shoulder blade backwards to touch them. Take your shoulder blade backwards and let your head start to roll. And then come forwards. Yeah. Just explore rolling back by your shoulder blade, by your shoulder. It's like you're rolling backwards, but you're starting. Instead of starting from those ribs in the middle, you're starting from your shoulder. And your head rolls. And now do it so that you're leaving your arm on the floor. And that doesn't mean your arm isn't going to move, but let's uh, work out a way for your arm to move. It might be that your neck might get sore if you, depending on your shoulders, if you have a bit more height. Take your shoulder backwards. Your head starts to roll. Your arm still is like, Feldenkrais is a very cultivated art of being as lazy as possible. So we're going to do as little work as possible, rolling between our sides and our back. So roll your shoulder backwards in such a way that at the same time, your left arm starts to lengthen a little in the direction over your head that might be very different from what you were already doing so go ahead and think that idea and it's not like you roll backwards and then you lengthen your arm it's like it's all one movement it's all one movement somehow find a way that you take your shoulder backwards and it makes sense that taking your shoulder backwards starts to let your left arm lengthen your left arm lengthen over your head lengthen in the direction over your head so maybe the Upper arm comes to brush across your cheek or rest on your cheek. Go really slowly and look for a way that within yourself, in your own feeling, these two movements go together and make sense together. But still, don't go all the way. Just go so far that your hips still lying on your side, your knees still, legs still lying on your side, but you take your shoulder backwards and let your arms start to lengthen Listening to your own self. So I gave you an idea, but the exact timing of that, the exact coordination of that, the moment it feels right, the moment that it's like this simultaneous organic whole that your arm lengthens while your shoulder goes backwards, that's something only your own body can teach you and only your own feeling in gravity. And you just take your time... Can your elbow straighten all the way, or does your elbow stay bent? Just don't force anything, but just feel what's your natural, what's your—I don't know if "natural" is the right word—but what's, what is it that you do? Again, like lying there with your arms at the beginning, what are the choices that you make, consciously or unconsciously, as you roll? You're not rolling all the way onto your back yet, just starting that roll of your arm and feeling that simultaneous moment when it makes sense for your arm to lengthen. So your arm doesn't just lengthen in front of you. It also lengthens over your head as though it's going to start to sweep over your head and pass to the other side of your face eventually, but you're not there yet. Just starting. Resting on the floor the whole way, not getting lifted off the floor, being as lazy as possible. As lazy as possible, but it's not a dead weight either. It's not a piece of concrete you're hauling along. It's your arm. It makes sense as part of a whole movement. A movement that's as lazy as possible, but part of the whole movement. Yeah, beautiful. Uh Great. And then slowly keep on rolling and roll onto your back and lie on your back. And feel as you lie on your back, again you ask that question. Has anything changed? Is my contact with the floor different? My left shoulder, right shoulder. Length of the left side, the right side. And come onto your right side again this time without using your left foot to push, and what's it like coming onto your side without using your left foot to push? Does it make it quite a bit harder? Maybe it's easier for you i don't know what's what's what resources have you lost if I ask you to come onto your side without pushing with your left foot, and how do you organize yourself to do it? Do you run into your neighbors? yeah. Lie on your right side, so come on to your right side and stay on your right side now. And now begin to, with your knees bent up at a comfortable angle, and now begin to roll backwards from your left hip. So you start going backwards by your left hip. Start with your knees, take your left hip backwards, and don't roll all the way in your back, just start the movement. I know, it's terrible. Are we ever going to get to actually... She keeps on talking about rolling towards rolling onto your back, but she never lets us actually go there. Oh, my God. Roll your left hip backwards and begin to feel in that same way. Is it, does it make sense that your left leg starts to lengthen as you roll your hip backwards? So if you're going to be as lazy as possible with your left leg and let your left leg stay resting, giving its way to the floor, as you roll your left hip backwards, does it make sense to start to lengthen your left leg Start to lengthen your left leg as you roll backwards. Your foot maybe slides off your right foot and on and towards the floor. And then you come back onto your side when you come back with your left hip forward as your knee bend up again. So just start rolling your left hip backwards and feeling that spot. Where does it make sense to start to lengthen your left leg? Behind your right leg towards straightening it but not going all the way onto your back yet. And then turning around and coming back and coming back Easily, comfortably back to your starting place. And feeling how it's kind of like your leg is passive. Your hip's really doing the movement and your leg's just doing what it makes sense to do given that your hip is doing this. This is a little bit unfamiliar for us, kind of something we do a lot in this work. You really kind of... It's like you're splitting yourself up in order to feel the whole. So... You're moving from your hip, but you're letting the rest, your leg, figure out what's the most sensible passive movement and response it can do to, as part of this whole idea of rolling your hip backwards. Roll your hip backwards. Let your left leg lengthen along the floor. Foot stretch out underneath you. Find the timing that makes sense. So if you feel any strain, it shouldn't feel like you're lifting or holding up your left leg at all. Your left leg's going to and resting on the floor. Yeah. And come back to your side. Holding up that big long leg in the air would be an enormous strain for your left exterior hip muscles, so don't bother. Let your foot give its weight to the floor and slowly stretch out as you roll backwards. Just keep going and lie on your back and take a rest, line on your back. And again, feel. Compare your sides. Is one side feeling longer? Are you feeling a little curved like a bow or something? Does one of your feet feel like it's more right underneath your head? And now once again, start to roll towards your right side, but with a very specific condition. Listen to this condition. As you start to roll towards your right side, notice what's the moment when you suddenly stop breathing or you suddenly feel like you have to make a big effort. And don't go past that moment. Just start rolling to your side. And when you feel at any moment that suddenly your level of effort changes, or suddenly you clench your jaw, or suddenly you hold your breath, or anything like that, give it up, stop, surrender, go back and lie on your back. So try that, just whatever way, rolling towards your right side, slowly, slowly, slowly. Moshe Feldenkrais used to say, from his era and from his context in Europe, he would say, Um, With a Rolls-Royce, you can can drive up a hill extremely slowly. With a Citroën, you have to drive as fast as possible because a poorly organized and weak engine can only do a big movement quickly. But a superbly organized and engineered engine, like in a Rolls-Royce, can do a very powerful movement very, very slowly. So imagine you're a very slow... Move very slowly, but find that spot where you would hold your breath or somehow make a big effort or have to push or something and give up at that point. Go ahead and just roll back down the hill. And then just come onto your right side and lie on your right side. Still on the same side. I know it's we'll do the other side a little bit, at least in our minds, before the end of the night, but begin to take your whole left side backwards. Now your shoulder, those ribs, lower ribs, in the middle, lower part of the chest, your hip, all at the same time. And let your left leg begin to lengthen as you roll backwards, lengthen downwards, and your left arm lengthen upwards. So go back and find that from the beginning. Remember how you took your shoulder backwards and you felt how your left arm could stay in touch with the floor and begin to lengthen overhead. This is the reason I... Got all your cooperation in getting all the purses out of the way so your left arm could lengthen overhead as your left leg lengthens below you. And as they lengthen, 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 as your left elbow becomes just passively, naturally, and very easily straight and your left leg becomes very passively, naturally, very easily straight, that's the moment where you can roll onto your back without falling onto your back. And so look for that, listen for that, feel for that. You come back onto your side as easily as you can. And then as you roll to your back, you take your hip back, your shoulder back, your chest back, and let your left arm lengthen, let your left leg lengthen. And when your whole left side is long, 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 it's the moment that you can... Just melt onto your back. You've just melted onto your back. And then you peel yourself off your back. Take your left arm overhead. Take your left leg underneath. Elbow. Knee towards one another and come onto your side. So from lying on your side, you take your shoulder, your hip backwards, slowly. Let your left arm lengthen overhead, your left leg lengthen below. Listen to them lengthening. Using the floor, letting them rest on the floor, finding that moment when each, your arm and your leg, are long, long. And that's the moment you melt onto your back. You didn't fall, no effort. And then can you take your left knee... Bend it, bring it forwards, take your left elbow, bend it, bring it forwards over in front of you, and you roll right back onto your side exactly the way you came onto your back. And the next time you come onto your back, stay on your back, bring your arms down. And compare, feel the length of your left side, the length of your right side. Feel the pattern, how you're resting on the floor now. We're going to spend some time on the other side, but before we do that, why don't you actually come up and stand? Take your time, roll to your side, and come up and stand. And let's see what this asymmetrical feeling you might have had lying on the floor, what does it feel like in standing? Feel different on your left and right sides in standing. Oh, shift your weight and see how it feels to stand on your left leg, on your right leg. Lift your right arm in the air, up overhead, see what that feels like. And then lift your left arm and see. Does that feel different? And just walk. Walk a little bit. Turn one way or the other. Feel which direction you want to turn. back to the floor and lie in your spot again. And remember how you rolled onto your side remember how you did it remember what moved first what moved second what you did with your chest and your spine and your pelvis and imagine that you're doing that to your left side now so that you're rolling over onto your left side just in your imagination start in your imagination imagine rolling onto your left side and make that imaginary image you have of the movement, make that as real as possible. Really think in your mind. Ask yourself, how vivid can you make your proprioceptive imagination of rolling onto your left side? As you start to fill in the pictures in your imagination, you might realize that you forgot, or you didn't realize, or what did you do with your left foot, or what did you do with your right knee, or You don't remember. That's fine. That's the exercise. Just start to fill in and imagine as vividly as possible the feeling, how you organized yourself to roll onto your side, but now on your left side. And once you've really got that clear in your mind or as clear as you think you can get it, then go ahead and roll onto your left side. Just once and notice as you roll onto your left side everything that's different from what you imagined. Notice everything that's different from what you imagine. And then stay on your left side. And lying on your left side, plant your right hand on the floor somewhere in front of your chest, so your elbow's standing, your elbow as well. Your hand's planted. Don't worry, actually. Your elbow can relax a bit, just as long as your palm's standing. And now, again, in your imagination, just imagine taking your ribs backwards on the right side, taking your right ribs backwards, your lower ribs, the lower part of your chest. Imagine moving them backwards. And it's great. In your imagination, you can do anything you want. So maybe... When you actually took your ribs backwards on the other side, your pelvis immediately rolled with it or your head immediately rolled with it because your chest is probably... Most adults, most human beings, adults in our society, our chests have become too rigid through our habits, so we can't subtly distinguish that and let just our lower back go backwards. Our hips don't let it or shoulder stone letters something in our organization in our habits doesn't let it happen but in your imagination you can let it happen in your imagination your ribs can soften your pelvis can shift so that you just really start that movement backwards with your lower ribs on the right imagine with a lot of clarity how your low back lengthens especially on the right side to let that happen on the left side is restricted on the floor it's not going to do so much but on your right side your low back in your imagination no matter how many years of habits of tightening your low back you have in reality in your imagination your left side of your low back can really lengthen right side sorry and let your ribs go backwards your lower ribs go backwards and then again once you've really imagined it you've got that sense you've got that feeling that image go ahead and actually do it do it a couple of times now actually take those low ribs backwards on your right and feel what it's like in reality compared to the imagined version of the movement you had and then leave that stand your side rest for a moment And begin to imagine, again, to imagine taking your right shoulder backwards, taking your right shoulder back towards the floor behind you. And imagine that simultaneous movement where your right arm lengthens, your elbow lengthens, and your arm begins to sort of come along, be dragged, organize itself with your shoulders so that it lengthens drags along the floor over your head and then you come back imagine you bring your shoulder back and then imagine it just the moment that makes sense just at the same time simultaneously your left your right arm bends to come back to where you started from so you're just resting your right arm now and you imagine taking your right shoulder backwards and find that timing in your imagination that real coordination where your right arm lengthens along the floor alongside and over your head. And once you've got that really clear in your imagination, then go ahead and do it a couple of times. Do it two or three times. Actually take your right shoulder backwards, your head rolls, your arm lengthens along the floor, your shoulder, your elbow lengthens, and your arm drags along the floor to come over your head. And behind your head, to the right of your head. Using the floor the whole way. Do it a couple of times. And how did it compare to your imagination? How did it compare to what you imagined? Did you imagine how your ribs change or your sternum moves when you do this? Was that part of your imagination? And then just leave that and stay on your side again. Rest on your side. And now in your imagination, again, just imagining, begin to take your right hip backwards. Begin to roll your right hip backwards. And in your imagination, feel how, imagine how your right leg lengthens, your right foot touches the floor, and your right leg begins to lengthen on the floor down beneath you imagine that timing imagine nothing needs to work in your exterior hip muscles there nothing needs to hold it up the floor will hold it and it's free to just passively lengthen as you roll your right hip backwards imagine how that all connected remember what you felt on the other side and imagine how it all connects on this side And once you have that image really clear, as clear as you can make it in your mind, then do it in reality. Roll your right hip backwards. Let that right leg lengthen along the floor. Come off your left leg and lengthen on the floor. As you begin to roll backwards. And then turn around and come back. Do it a couple of times and see how it compares to what you were imagining. And then again, stay on your side. Next time you're on your side, stay on your side. Rest there for a moment or two. Imagine everything rolling backwards together. Imagine your shoulder rolling backwards, your hip rolling backwards, the middle, lower ribs going backwards, your whole right side lengthening in the back, backwards towards the floor behind you. And at the same time, your arm lengthens, your leg lengthens, simultaneously lengthening. And they lengthen and they slide along the floor just to the moment where your arm is fully lengthened, your leg is fully lengthened, and that's the moment when you've melted onto your back, you're lying on your back. Imagine that transition as smoothly, as easily as possible. And then when you've got the feeling of it in your mind's eye really clear, Go ahead and actually do it a couple of times, actually. Roll backwards, your hip, your shoulder, your low ribs backwards, your arm lengthens, your leg lengthens overhead, your arm lengthens beneath Till your arm is extended overhead, your leg is extended down, and you're lying on your side. Then you go back to your side. You're lying on your back, sorry, and then you go back to your side. And how do you get back to your side? And then when you find yourself lying on your back, keep on going until you lie on your other side. Lengthen your left arm overhead and your left leg below and then begin to fold your knee and elbow towards one another. You come to your right side again and you can go back and forth between your left side and your right side. Each side lengthening in turn. Your left side gets long, long, long and you come onto your back and your right side gets long, long, long and you come onto your left side and your arms drag along the floor and your legs drag along the floor and you do the whole thing without making a big effort or holding your breath at any point And then the next time you come onto your back, you stay on your back, bring your arms down. I just check. Maybe we didn't spend very much time doing the second side. Very little time compared to the first side, but do you feel a little more symmetrical now? Did that even you out? And Feldenkrais, we're not really working with the muscles or the joints or the tissues per se. We're working with the brain and patterns and how we perceive ourselves and how we form the intention of acting. And that can transfer very quickly from one side to another. First, we can learn a lot from feeling asymmetrical, because when your brain's got two different ways of being in the world to compare, you learn a lot from that. And then with just even just work in the imagination, we can very quickly transfer the learning from one side to the other. So that was the kind of process we did tonight. We don't always do that in Feldenkrais sometimes. We do left side, right side, left side, right side, left side, right side sometimes very symmetrical, but sometimes we really accentuate that difference in feeling between the two sides. And sometimes we work in the imagination. Okay, so whenever you're ready, take your time. You can roll to your side, come up to sit and come up to stand. And um, there's lots of things to pick up on the floor, but don't worry about them yet. When you first stand after a lesson, just take a moment to walk around and feel what you're feeling with this new experience in in gravity rather than starting to talk immediately or clean things up immediately. Just take a few minutes for yourself. You can even walk out in the hallway if you like. And um, just take a few minutes and walk and see what feels different or new for you.